Good morning, everyone. God bless you. Thank you for listening in this morning. I sure appreciate that. I'm Jason DeMars, and we're going to be teaching on Chosen, Part 7, and looking once again at the perseverance of the saints, or in other words, eternal security. And you can contact me with any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies at jasondemars.com. Um, and you see my contact information. If you're watching on the screen, make sure to subscribe and click the little bell, like and comment on this video on YouTube and on Facebook. Make sure to comment, like, and share this as well. Um, this, all that helps with the algorithm so that it gets seen and others can learn about uh, the Word of God. And uh, let's go right into our subject. We ended last time with the scripture, He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And we're going to look at 1 John 2, verse 19. John says, They went out from us. <clears throat> so these are speaking about people that fell away from the faith. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they, if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. Okay, so what is he saying? People that fall away are not elect. If you fall away, you're not elect. You're not the bride. If you were bride, you would stay with the bride where the bride is gathered if you're not bride you go out from bride why do they do that to make it manifest that they're not bride all right next scripture matthew 5 18 sorry there's a little delay i i did this a little differently usually i'll just copy my notes and put the whole scripture in there or when I'm making my notes I'll copy and paste to put the whole scripture in there but this I just have the um, the verse references and I'm going into my e-sword to uh, pull it up so if there's a little delay and it seems strange I apologize Matthew 15 verse 8 this people draws nigh unto me with their mouth and honors me with their lips but their heart is far from me, but in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. So here we see the possibility that Jesus is saying people can worship God in vain. Of course, they believe in God. They believe in some level of the Word of God, and it causes them to worship God. And he says, it's in vain because their heart is far from me. So there's such a thing as vain worship, purposeless worship, worship that God does not account as true worship. Matthew 7, 21, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name 
have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. So these people make a confession of faith. They even have a ministry. They prophesy, cast out devils, and do miracles. And God sa- and Christ says, depart from me, I never knew you. He doesn't say, I knew you for a time, but then I stopped knowing you. I never knew you. Knew you in what sense? Knew you as my bride. I never knew you as my elected bride. They say, Lord, Lord, to him. But what's the problem? They're not, from their heart, doing the will of the Father. They're doing miracles. They're casting out devils. They're prophesying. But they're not doing the will of God. In other words, they're not living the word of God. And they're never known by Christ. They're rejected, worshiping in vain. True Christians can backslide. Yes, it's possible. True Christians can backslide. True Christians can fall into sin. It's possible. But they will always, they will always, when they hear the word of God come back to them, they'll always say yes to the word of God. They will repent and come back to the Word of God. Now, of course, there can be exceptions, and there can be times where God would take a person off the scene before they actually repent, and they are genuine believers, but they were bringing a reproach upon the Word of God, and and God took them off the scene. But it is possible for a person to, uh, to fall into sin and to backslide, but then to come back. 1 Corinthians 10, 12. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. We have to take heed. We can't, you know, looking at the big picture, there are people, there are in a church, there's three kinds of believers. Genuine believers, make believers, and then there's people that are just unbelievers. And Amongst those people, there are those that can and will fall. There's others that never will fall. But Paul is saying, be humble. Don't think you're some high and mighty holy person that can never fall. You can fall. You can fall into sin. You need to take heed. You need to watch Closely, take heed means to see, discern, perceive, to look upon, to gaze at, look closely. Peter, Peter repented. Peter fell into sin. Peter's faith didn't... ultimately fail him because he was brought back. The backslider was brought back. Peter fell into terrible sin, even denying the Lord. And yet, 
God can't deny himself. He's faithful. He cannot deny himself. He calls the, the, the fallen elected seed back to himself because he is love. Hebrews 12, verse 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. So, we have to follow. There's things that we have to do. There's things that are worked out in our lives. A true believer has God working in their lives and working out things in their lives. Galatians 6, 8, For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. This is all part of the preservation of the saints. They are preserved in something. They're not just called and then they get to live however they want. True, true bride has God working from the inside out. James 2.17, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. God is working. You can't, you, you can't think that there's nothing going on. And evidence of being elect is this work happening within you. 1 John 1.7, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sins. If, if we walk in the light, we have to be walking in the light. True born-again believers walk in light. 1 John 2, verse 4, He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. We have to keep his commandments. It's not a haphazard thing. It's God working in us. 1 John 3.14 We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abides in death. We know that we've passed in the life because the outward evidence that is expressed is love. We have love for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Because we have love for them, it's one evidence, agape love, this is talking about. It's not talking about merely phileo love or another kind of love. It's talking about unconditional love for Christians. Second Thessalonians 2.13 But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you, chosen you to salvation. Okay, wonderful. God has chosen us to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. So His choosing us to salvation comes to us in the form of sanctification of the Spirit. What does sanctification mean? Purification. It means to cleanse and set aside for service, to purify and to consecrate to God. And this is an ongoing process that happens through our whole life. If, you're, if you believe the truth, and if you're being sanctified through 
the process of God working throughout your life. It's evidence that you've been chosen to salvation. Matthew 6, verse 15. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Again, these scriptures look make it look like there are conditions to our salvation, and there absolutely are conditions to our salvation. But it's conditions that God, by his sovereign grace, has given to us a revelation, which is faith. And we put our full confidence in the blood of Jesus Christ, and we get born of the Spirit. And when we are born of the Spirit, we have the nature of the Spirit, and it produces a work in our lives to conform us to these different things that we're reading about. Okay, If you have genuine Holy Ghost faith, it produces genuine Holy Ghost character. Romans 8.13, For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. In other words, he's saying you're put, if you put to death the works of the flesh, you'll have eternal life. Again, this is speaking of an outward evidence of an inward work. If you have the Spirit in you, you will put to death the works of the flesh. Isaiah 66, verse 2. For all these things hath mine hand made, and all these things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor, and of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at the word of God. This is the evidence of a person that has got that God is dwelling inside of. It produces a person who is poor, who is humble, and lowly, and meek, and trembles at the word of God. Again, these are outward evidence that an inward work has taken place. We read this two sessions, several sessions ago, and I'm going to read it again, Philippians 2.12. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work out means like a math problem. Carry to its ultimate conclusion your own salvation with fear and trembling. So we are to carry to its ultimate conclusion our own salvation. Why are we to do that? Verse 13, For it's God, because it is God which works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. We are to carry our salvation to its ultimate conclusion because God is working in us to choose, to will, to desire the right things and to do of his good pleasure. Do you tremble at the word of God? Do you tremble at the holiness of God and your, your own lack of holiness? Does this drive you to your knees and cause you to seek the face of God? That's what it does to a believer. 1 John 3, verse 3. And every man that has this hope in himself, anybody that has the Holy Ghost hope 
in himself purifies himself even as he is pure. This is the same word as sanctifies. He sanctifies himself. He cleanses and sets himself aside for God even as he is sanctified. So God sanctifies us and it causes us to further sanctify ourselves. God's work produces our work. God's power and energy working in us produces our power and energy being put towards working out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Everyone who is a believer is purifying himself and is seeking after purity in the Holy Ghost. True believers seek after truth and purity. 1 John 2.29, if you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that does righteousness is a born of him. If you're born of him, it produces righteousness in you. It doesn't produce unholiness. It doesn't produce bad works. The good spirit of God produces the good saint of God. 1 John 4, 7. The Holy Ghost produces a saint. Saint means a sanctified one. Holy is the condition of being sanctified. So the Holy Ghost produces a holy one. 1 John 4, 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. First you're born of God. First you know God. That produces the love of God in your heart. 1 John 5, verse 1, Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Messiah, the Christ, is born of God, and everyone that loves him that begat loves him also that is begotten of him. If you love God, you love his son. If you love, if you love God, you love the children of God. If you're born of God, you believe in Jesus Christ. Again, the nature, the new nature is produced producing the character of, of Christ. Again, pursuing purity, a desire to be holy as God is holy, is not the grounds for your justification. Faith is the grounds, and the blood of Jesus Christ shed at Calvary is the foundation of faith. But pursuit of purity is the fruit of justification. God started the work. God finishes the work. But this work involves our wholehearted desire for and pursuit of purity. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And if you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know. I'll be glad to take those at jasondemars.com or you can comment on this video as well. We sure appreciate that. A reminder that there's re free resources, books, and a DVD on and tracks for outreach on the website. You can click under resources and you can order those and I will mail them out to you anywhere in the world as God provides. 
Certainly appreciate you. May the Lord richly bless you.